Hello everybody. Shavuos is coming up. Today we begin the Shlosha Simei Hagbala, which means the three days leading up to Shavuos. And there's something that I think we all need to realize about Shavuos. And in a way it's expressed not on Shavuos, but actually on Pesach at our Seder. We don't usually think about Shavuos too much on Seder night. We're too busy thinking about Pesach. However, in the Haggadah, there are a couple of lines in the Haggadah that really remind us that on Pesach we should think, be thinking about Shavuos. It's interesting when one Yantif alludes to another Yantif. But if you think about the song of Aleinu, not Aleinu, I'm sorry. If you think about the song of Dayenu, you realize that there are two lines in Dayenu that, allude, that refer specifically to Shavuos. Right? We mention <coughs> that Hashem provided for us in the desert. And then we say that had we stood in front of Har Sinai, but Hashem had not given us the Torah Dayen. So we have references, two of the 15 lines are reference to Shavuos, but really to different aspects of Shavuos. We have the reference to Maimet Har Sinai, which means standing at Har Sinai, at Mount Sinai, at the foot of the mountain. And that is a distinct act that is separate from the giving of the Torah. So really what we are doing is we are celebrating on Shavuos, even though we say in the davening, we say, Zman Matan Torah Seinu, that on Shavuos we are celebrating this time of the giving of our Torah. There's something else that's going on in Shavuos which is simply the fact that we stood at the mountain. So what's special about standing at the bottom of the mountain, the Takhti Sahar, at the bottom of the mountain? Well, what's special about it is what's expressed by the rabbi is a very famous thought regarding Shavuos, that in Matan Torah, God held the mountain above the Jewish people, the, above the heads of the Jewish people. And what does that mean? Kavalem har the mountains stood above them like a barrel. It's always been interesting. What does a barrel do? So the Gemara says that it was a threat. God was telling the Jewish people that if they did not accept the Torah, that would be their grave. However, this is I would like to take it in a different direction. When we stand underneath something, especially something as momentous as Matan Torah, as the giving of the Torah, what we are really asked to think about, I think, is the chuppah. In fact, I heard from Rabbi David Kohn, a flatbush, world-renowned posek, that he said that the bracha that we make under the chuppah, that the Masada Kedushin makes, HaMikadesh Amo Yisrael Alidei Chuppah V'Kidushin, is a reference to how God married the Jewish people, meaning using the imagery and the metaphor of marriage. And what is the chuppah? The chuppah is Har Sinai. So what is the advantage of using that example of chuppah as Har Sinai, Har Sinai as chuppah? So this is really the idea. At a chuppah, something happens that's different than any reality that existed before. This can be expressed in an idea that I've heard people ask, which is that a number of the Aserah Sadibros 
the Ten Commandments are actually already present in another set of mitzvos called the Sheva Mitzvos Bnei Noach. So if we have Sheva Mitzvos Bnei Noach, the Seven Commandments that were given to all descendants of Noah, meaning all of humanity, then why are almost all seven of them expressed in the Aserah Divrus and the Ten Commandments? The answer is that the Ten Commandments, the Aserah Sadibros, these ten statements, are not telling us mitzvahs we didn't know before. They're giving a new context to those mitzvahs. What is the new context? It is the context of someone who is now participating in the decision-making. What do I mean by that? So think about it for a moment. The Jewish people received the Torah, and did we just receive them as commandments? No. Because the, there were many commandments, don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't worship idols. These were already mentioned before. There's a new context, and it is the context of being a spouse, as opposed to being a child, or as opposed to being a servant. On Shavuos, Hashem did not ask Klal Yisrael to obey Him. They asked Him, He asked them to join Him. Mamleches Kohanim Vegoi Kadosh, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, to join Hashem in that Kedusha. How is this done? So think about it like this. If you have ever been in Shul when someone reads from the Torah, something very interesting happens. On the one hand, you make an opening bracha. Baruch Hashem HaTorah. And this is a bracha, thanking Hashem for choosing the Jewish nation and giving them the Torah. And yet there's a bracha acharona. Think about the concept of a bracha acharona. It's not something that exists in all of halacha. Usually before we do a mitzvah, we'll make a bracha. But very rarely do we make a bracha after doing a mitzvah. We're familiar with this idea from food. For example, the v'sevata when we bench, benching, birkas hamazam. We make a bracha afterwards, but when doing a mitzvah, we don't make a bracha after doing a mitzvah. Yet learning Torah, at least in the in the context of a community, we have a bracha afterwards. And what is the bracha afterwards? Asher nasan lanu Torah You gave us the Torah. The chaye olam nota b'socheinu. And eternal life you planted in our midst. What does it mean to plant? Well, everyone understands if you've ever had a garden or an orchard or a tree, when you plant it, you don't plant it and there it ends. There's a bracha achrona, the bracha that comes after you plant it. Then now it continues to grow. So the Jewish people at Har Sinai became not only the recipients of commandments, we became the ground, the aretz, the ground for the growth of those commandments. And what is the Jewish contribution to the Torah? That is what we refer to as Tarsha Peh, the Oral Torah. Oral Torah doesn't mean mean it's spoken as opposed to being written, because at Har Sinai, the words were spoken first before they were carved into the stone. The idea is that we become participants. Think about it like this. Before the Torah was given, we were like subjects to our king, to God. So that when a king issues commandments, his subjects have to listen. And at Matan Torah, we became fellow legislators. So from being mere citizens of the Jewish nation, 
the Jewish people became part of the legislature because God implanted the Torah within us. And that is why learning Torah is such a deep and important concept in Yiddishkeit. It's not just that we need to know what to do. It's that we become part of the process. That's why now there's such a common custom that has been around for centuries of learning Torah and Shavuos night. We are God's fellow legislators. There is the monarch, and there is also, also parliament, so to speak. And we become part of that process. That's the beautiful idea. We stood at our Sinai like a chuppah. And what does it mean like a chuppah? So just like a chuppah, the wife then becomes the husband's partner. And they make decisions collectively and jointly. So too, with Matan Torah, we receive not only Torah B'Ksav, but also Torah Peh. And this is a very special thing that Jews should understand, that when they're learning any Torah, whatever it is, even nowadays learning Torah B'Ksav, learning some aspect of the written Torah, when a Jew anywhere around the world learns Torah, he becomes part of the partnership. He's not just reading orders given from on high. He's reading a love letter given by a spouse, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who loves his bride, Klal Yisrael. And that is that we stood at Har Sinai like a chuppah, and then we received the Torah, not only as instructions, as commandments, but as words that create a bond, a relationship. That is how we need to think of Shavuos in this way. And every aspect of the Tarn Shavuos should be highlighting this relationship. We'll leave it there for now. I wish you all a Chag Sameach, a good Yom Tif, and a Kabbalah Satora to receive the Torah B'Simta with joy, Ube and to internalize the Torah into our being.